So it's interesting in London, you know, you watch the BBC news there and pretty much every every news bulletin had the first six or eight minutes was all about the Australian bushfires. So it really um, it consumed the media for days and days and days. And it was sort of amusing slash not amusing when on Christmas Eve that $15 million um, Australian tourism, Kylie Minogue, easy breezy, it's our philosophy campaign dropped. You know, like, oh, you, got, you guys in England, you're so uptight with all that Brexit. Come to Australia. We're so cool and we're so relaxed. And mm. you would have, like, in the stations, you'd have that sort of ad. And then next to that, you had these massive TVs, you know, Australian Australia burns and bushfire crisis. And it was really, um, yeah, it felt, it felt a long way away. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Thailand and I was supposed to be having a digital detox and off Twitter and off news and stuff, but um, was struggling to do that and felt a long way away in Thailand. So um, it's been pretty full on, I think, for everybody. There was that prim, was that a prim baby down in Bega? I can't quite remember yeah, where well, baby was. Yeah, Kirsty Forrest posted that she had a colleague down there who was um, an anaesthetist who had multiple patients on ventilators and um, it was down that way and that they, there was a prem baby that they couldn't um, get retrieval in. Yeah. There were a a couple of patients they couldn't, the retrieval people couldn't get in and the roads were were shut off and also the flights couldn't get in because it was too smoky for the, any of the flights to get in. You know, it's been, we've talked about like it's been pretty smoky and I'm asthmatic and I've been affected this week in Melbourne, but I feel incredibly fortunate to be in Melbourne and safe, even if uh, my asthma has been playing up versus um, uh, impacted directly by the fires um, and for those people who've lost homes and loved ones. Um, And it's only the 16th of January and we've still got, maybe two and a half months left of summer to go. Yeah, it's really frightening. There's lots of people in my area because we're, um, you know, so there's, there's Sydney and there's Wollongong, which is sort of hour and, hour and a half south, and then about an hour south of that is basically where all the fires are there and south. So there are heaps of people with property. So we've got lots of friends of friends whose, you know, family homes have just been destroyed uh, people who were cut off for a while. It's it's pretty full on. And we, um, I was really, I was quite grateful just to be away for for the worst of it. But um, was also pleased that my kids were in Auckland with my family. So they didn't have to breathe all that air. Although having said that, even they had a couple of days where the sky went dark in Auckland yeah. at my mum's place. Um, and that was a bit frightening for them because they've been watching that um, New South Wales fire app, you know, where, where yeah. the fires are. And they're kind of, they get a little bit obsessive about where the fires are because they're trained to you know, be safe with fires. But I was sort of hoping that they wouldn't really think too much of it while they were over there. But it was still, they were still, um, you know, aware of it with the smoke and stuff. But yeah, we came, we came back a couple on oh, Tuesday morning, Monday morning. And I mean, all the grass around our house is dead. And our house has just got all this black stuff all over it, just from all the smoke and everything. But, you know, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, and so, like, while you're away, um, talking about kind of if we're going to talk about some of the medical education and kind of medical implications of it, um, and, you know, we've just touched on smoke and, you know, 
impact on environment and grass being dead and all that. Um, so my sister who um, had, you know, asked me about um, advice about the smoke and all that type of stuff and it was really evident, you know, that, that there's a bit more information out there and, and kind of in one spot, but it was really evident that there were lots of mixed messages coming about what to do um, in terms of should you wear a mask, should you not wear a mask and, um, you know, could you go outside or those sorts of things. And um, so I had this long thread at one point with all the, like, advice I could actually find and you sent me a link for Cambridge masks. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did you find that? Like, um, oh, someone on Twitter posted it. So I just read, and, you know, interestingly, while I was in London, I thought, oh, can I, can I just go into a shop and buy them? And yeah. um, there was nowhere to, you could get them posted to you, but you couldn't actually, um, I couldn't actually go to a shop in London and buy one of those Cambridge masks. Presumably. Not, not as far as I could tell from the website. Well, presumably there's not a lot of use for them in the UK. Well, it's interesting. A lot of people bike to work and a lot of them have got masks and stuff, but I don't know what masks they've got on them. But mm. yeah, kind of kind of tough, isn't it? Trying to get um, advice, interestingly, from an anaesthetic point of view. Um, before I left and then when I came back, I'm asking everyone specifically about any lung symptoms from the smoke. And um, it's interesting. Most people have said, oh, no, I've st- I have just stayed inside in the air conditioning and I have not gone outside, you know, in preparation for their elective surgery because they know that they want to keep them, their lungs tip-top, especially those with asthma and lung diseases. Yeah. Although, as we've discovered, I effectively live in a tent. So staying indoors for me in my house is not a great idea. Yeah, well, this is the thing, and it relies on you having actually a house that is sealed up properly. And I mean, the house I'm in now is, is really well sealed, but all the rentals I stayed in before we went in this house, it's pretty much like being outside. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation, especially if you can't afford an air purifier. Yeah, well, I mean, so um, for those listening, I live in a um, 200-year-old thereabouts converted um biscuit factory so i have no insulation and my windows are not sealed and my doors are not particularly sealed so probably the air quality inside my property is almost equivalent to the air quality outside so i um have seen my gp who's been my gp for 28 years to be to not be my own doctor and address my asthma management plan and her advice was uh, go and stay with your parents. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> on the, so um, at the age of almost 44, my very long-term GP's advice is go home to your parents. Home to mum. Uh, home to mum. So <laughs> that um, is actually pretty much the advice to any time you have any problem with anything, home to mum is usually the answer. Oh, I know, but like, you know, so basically I'm going to be you know, and, and I'm saying this and it kind of sounds like it's a joke, but it's actually serious. Like effectively, I'm going to be a climate refugee leaving my own property in my 40s to go stay with my parents so that I can breathe <laughs> properly. Yeah. Well, have you bought an emergency bra yet? Did you see that <laughs> the, um, hot red emergency bra that doubles? I saw the roller cage um, dog post, but I think given that this is an audio medium, you're going to have to explain all of this. 
So it's a it's a bra. And it, the one that they showed on the on the piece was obviously red, like bright red, fire engine red. And somehow you can, if you've got an emergency like that, like you caught in smoke, you just take your bra off. And <laughs> this bra now turns into two breathing masks, like one cup per face kind of thing, because they say, well, each breast is kind of perfectly shaped to have kind of a, a breathing mask. So, but the problem is, is if you were like, you know, fleeing smoke and stuff, you know, just, <laughs> this is going to get a bit saucy, but depending on the size of your bra, like I'd be pretty unkeen, I'd be pretty unkeen to remove my bra if I was in the middle of like, you know, fleeing from something. <laughs> well, the, yeah. gift, the gift that you responded with on Twitter was gold. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, the woman with the, Rest down to her hips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dancing around, who you know was in her seventies or eighties and just didn't care. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. It's like that. Your, like that's your visual. No, you know yours would be uh, possibly that little bumpy yeah, yeah. face a bit more, but you know. <laughs> There was, there's that little cute thing about, you know, someone saying to the older lady, show us your boobs and she lifts up her skirt, you know. I've got a medical, I've got a medical question for you. Um, So you said that you're asking patients before anaesthetic about their respiratory symptoms. Yes. If they had respiratory symptoms. Yeah. Would that change what you're doing? Like, oh yeah, I've been outside and I've got a bit of a cough and, you know, like, so how I am today is that my... Asthma has settled, but my throat feels really, really dry and raw. Like if, if I was the patient and you were the anaesthetist, what would you do about that? Yeah, so it's inter- an interesting question and um, something that I actually looked up to see is there any particular advice of which there's very little. So I think I would just defer to our usual advice for people with respiratory symptoms. So it depends on what they're needing done versus the severity of their symptoms versus their background medical problems. So, you know, if they came in as an emergency and they had, you know, something that actually needed to be done right now, like they were, you know, bleeding or septic or whatever, obviously you treat the chesty things and carry on. But if it was something quite elective, you might put them off depending on the symptoms. But then the problem, we were talking about this, what if they had something sort of like, like a cancer operation which is, you know, it's an elective operation. Okay, it can be done today or it can be done next week. But what if someone's in a situation where they can't get their lungs better? How long would you, how long would you sort of wait? You know, what would you do if someone couldn't actually get their lungs sorted? Would you have to sort of admit them as an inpatient to get them, you know, tickety-boo, say if they live in a house like yours and the fires are going to go for weeks? I don't know, it'd be a bit tricky. I don't, I don't really know what you would actually... Um, what you would actually do with that. But, you know, thankfully, all the ones I came across, everyone said they'd just been staying the hell out of the smoke. Yeah. So. I, think, I think this is really going to be a space to watch. And I think, like, lots of what we're seeing, we just don't have the evidence at the moment because we've never seen anything on this scale before. We've never seen something as long as this. Um, and just as we close this off, um, as a kind of to highlight it, um, I have a really good friend of mine who is originally from the UK, lives in Beijing. And so I emailed her and I said, um, what the hell do you do in this pollution? Uh, like, you know, this is the situation I'm in at the moment. Have you got any suggestions? And, you know, pollution gets really bad in Beijing on a fairly um, regular basis. And she wrote back and said, 
I don't think what we have is remotely comparable to what you're all going through at the moment because it's not on the level of the fires. Wow. So I think, um, which was pretty telling to me. And I think, you know, we're just, this is a new world for, for the entire community and as, and for the medical and health professional community, something that we also need to pay significant attention to. So, yeah, true. I yeah. think this is something, this is the first podcast for the year and this might be an ongoing topic, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to go on and on. Yep. All right. Well, welcome home, Gongas girl. Yeah. Well, back to reality. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Stay safe. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye.